0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hearts on Our Sleeves. Hello, this is Paula and Karis. So today we are carrying on our series where we talk about areas of fashion that don't get as much airtime. So we've already talked about shoes, we've talked about men's fashion, um, maternity wear and baby clothes. And today we're talking about weddings, which yeah. has been really fun to research. Have you yes, it's a nice
1: one actually, it's a good old, good old classic. Yeah, looking forward to this one, so yeah exciting weddings there's a lot to it we are going to talk quite specifically about wedding dresses and bridesmaid dresses but we will also chat a little bit around just the whole day of a wedding and how that can become a bit more sustainable because there is a lot involved Mm. Um, as you may or may not know, depending on whether you have been through a wedding before.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and also um, we're really aware that loads of people at the minute, they have sad stories related to weddings. Yeah. So loads of weddings have been cancelled or postponed. And we're really sorry if that's you and you've had a really hard time planning a wedding and then to have it thrown away at the last minute. So mm-hmm. hopefully in the next coming year, weddings can re-happen again yeah. and people can enjoy the celebration in whatever way they
1: want. So yeah. yeah, hopefully this can give you some advice for the future if you've had to sadly postpone your wedding yeah I really feel for anyone who that's happened to I've had friends who that's happened to Mm -hmm. and it's just so devastating so I mean so yeah today is the 26th of August so this is time of recording Uh, you can now carry on with weddings and have a reception I think up to 30 people yeah obviously we're in the middle of the pandemic so that has been cancelled for a while but yeah so that's a bit sad but yeah let's talk about weddings but first shall we chat about what we're wearing oh yeah like we usually do do you want to go first sure i'm i've definitely worn this outfit on the podcast before i'm wearing
0: a stripey top that i got I'm pretty much four years ago today before i really thought about where clothes came from and this is just from a high street store but i do love it and i wear it all the time it's just long sleeve navy and white stripes and then i'm wearing jeans again got probably about six years ago now those ripped jeans that i've talked about before where i patched them up with lace from a friend's nice. uh, wedding Bridesmaid bouquet. So oh, it's on point. I know. I didn't know <laughs> that. Great. And that's pretty much all I'm wearing today. Same jewellery as usual from Worth, and somewhere I don't remember where my earrings are from today. <laughs> and I'm wearing an engagement ring and a wedding ring. Should I talk about that today? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so Go for my it. engagement ring is from. It's actually from the 1920s. It's like nearly 100 years old now, and it is from a store in the London jewellery quarter. My husband got it for me and that's all I really know <laughs> it's um, but it is it is like a vintage ring which I like and then my engagement no my wedding band is just a plain gold band that I also got secondhand at a vintage jewelry
1: store there we go
0: that's, that's my awesome.
1: yeah great Like you, I'm wearing something I've worn before. Um, I'm wearing my blue and white um, upside down cat dress, (laughs) which I've talked about on the podcast before. I'm actually wearing some leggings that belong to Adam. (laughs) (laughs) He went to Prague on a uni trip and didn't realise how cold it was and ended up buying some leggings. They're like running leggings, but I think he thought they were thermal leggings. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I discovered them recently and they fit me perfectly. So I have now commandeered them and uh, wearing his leggings. Adam hasn't it? You need warm clothes, and (laughs) I exactly yeah and then I've got some socks that my mum gave me I'm not buying any new clothes this year and I was talking to my mum about the only thing that I probably struggle with is socks because all my socks have holes in and she just gave me loads of her socks that she didn't wear so good idea that uh, that has worked well and I'm not actually wearing my engagement ring it's upstairs but it's um, from the Birmingham jewellery quarter and then I got um, my wedding band from the London Jewelry Quarter when I was working in London. So it's not ethical, I don't think, in any way. I'm not sure, really, about the credentials of that company. But I bought it five years ago now, and it's doing well. I have been doing some gardening, and I trapped my finger between oh. a pavement slab and the wall. And I had my wedding band on, but not my engagement ring, thank goodness. Oh, well, yeah. And it's platinum, and my finger is fine, and my ring was slightly dented. Oh. So, like, my, my ring saved my finger, essentially. Oh. Which is crazy, because it's tiny. If you saw it, it's, like, two millimetres thick. But, yeah, so I'm very thankful for my wedding ring. And so you got yours... Well.
0: You, you chose a certain design so you could stitch with it, right? So it didn't get caught. Yeah,
1: so when I, when I was talking to Adam about engagement rings, I specifically said I didn't want anything that was, like, a stone that sat quite high up. Because whenever I stitch, I knew it would just get caught in the fabric and stuff. So my the diamond on my ring is quite low. It's set yeah. quite low. So um, yeah, so that's perfect for me. Mm-hmm. But I've not got a it diamond it's upstairs. And that's just because I've been doing DIY. <laughs> so yeah, so that's us. Yeah, so weddings. It's a funny one, I guess, because it's one day. Mm-hmm. And the premise of it in itself is slightly unsustainable. Mm. But the actual marriage is a lifelong commitment so that is sustainable so yeah there's lots that can be done I think to make weddings more sustainable I don't know about you but when I when we got married I hadn't thought you know much about how I could make my wedding ethical or sustainable Mm. or environmentally friendly in any way it was literally where can I find this thing that I need there it is I'll get it yeah and what venue can I go to that is cheap enough for our budget there we'll go there so I think now if I got married now our wedding would probably look very different hopefully but it's one of those things isn't it it's you know we learn as we go and hopefully through this podcast we can give you guys um who are looking to get married some tips and you know ideas of how to make your wedding more sustainable so yeah it's an exciting one I think And we don't want to take away, as we've said, like weddings are really special and we're not here to take away
0: from any of that. We're just here to like share some information and maybe you can make the best choices for you and for what's important for you. And we'll we'll talk a lot about wedding dresses as well and what choices are a bit more sustainable than others. But as we say, we don't want to take away if you have dreamed your whole life of going to a wedding dress shop and Mm. getting spending the day with your bridesmaids and choosing a wedding dress and that's certainly not something we're saying you shouldn't do or yeah we totally would recommend that you do that anyway whatever option you choose for a wedding dress you might as well try them on in person and see what suits you and then if you go for a different option or buy online or something at least you'll have had that day and you'll know what feels good in person We want you to have all the specialness of
1: the wedding, whatever it is. Exactly, because it is a a significant day. It's very important commitment you're making. And I think it is one that should be cherished and remembered. So I'm all for, you know, making it special. Yeah. Did you have like an idea of what dress you wanted? Like, have you kind of had thoughts about your wedding ever since you were a kid or Mm. are you more of a... I think I always thought about a wedding, but I'm sure my dress
0: choices changed mm. over the years. Um, so I got married about three years ago now. Yeah, three years ago, almost to the day.
1: Oh, like, congratulations. Oh, it's almost, it's a few <laughs> weeks
0: until our anniversary. <laughs> I think when I was getting, before I was engaged, I like thought I'd love like a vintage dress or something with lots of lace or like mm. sleeves. And I went to, should we just share our- Yeah, wedding go dress for journeys? It. Okay, well, we'll just be self-indulgent for a bit. <laughs> Talk about our wedding dress journeys. Yeah, similar to Karis at the time, I did buy a lot of secondhand clothing. But I wasn't really thinking about it for ethical reasons. It was more budget. Yeah. <laughs> and I hadn't wasn't giving a lot of thought to clothing choices at the time. But I went to I lived in London when I was engaged and my mum flew over and we went to lots of like vintage wedding dress stores which was such a lovely experience mm-hmm. and we tried on it, a lot of those places they sort of custom made them or they they find like vintage leas and stuff and sort of custom made dresses. And I did that. And uh, and then on a second day, I think I did two, two or three days of wedding dress shopping. On a different day, I came up to Coventry, which is where Karis mm. and I live now, with some friends who lived here and we did more traditional dress shopping. So we went into the bigger dress shops and a few second hand stores in the Midlands here and did some more traditional dress shopping there. And I, I tried on a range of things, some vintage, some not. And then back in London, I loved the ones in the vintage stores and I nearly, there was a few of them that I nearly went for. And then we had one more store, which my mum looked at on the website and was like, no, nah, I do not think that's for you, Paula. <laughs> Probably not the right place. And it was called Dream Secondhand Wedding. Not that the website was bad or anything, but we were looking at lots of like vintage places that were very, just of a different style. Yeah. And these ones were, they? she basically just sold dresses that other people had sold onto her or they were secondhand or okay, she'd got yeah. from stores secondhand and stuff and they were more modern so they weren't in the vintage style that I was looking at but when we went it was a beautiful place, it was actually in a, a lady's house and she'd converted her roof space into this like gorgeous bridal shop
1: oh, lovely. In London, and it
0: was gorgeous and tried on a bunch of dresses but they were all more they were like just modern dresses that were pre-worn and pre-loved Um, and then we found one and I saw this one on the rack and it was it was by a designer called Maggie Sotero. Sotaro, I think her name is. Um and it was champagne coloured. So it was like not cream or white or anything. It looked a bit more golden and it was it had this like silky underslip, and then over the top it was completely beaded. So I always thought like I wanted like long sleeved mm. lace and stuff, but this was totally different. She pulled on the zipper of the of the Cover and I was like, and I just loved it. I fell in love with it and tried it on and was like, yeah, love it. We went home and thought about it and I remember being like, I think I just tried on my wedding dress. And then the next day we bought it.
1: Amazing. Um,
0: And it was, it wasn't intentionally, but it was. I did get a second hand dress, which I feel better about now. But so yeah, it wasn't what I thought I was going to go for. I tried on loads of vintage lace and stuff, and I loved those. And I think if I ever renewed my visor, whichever I don't know <laughs> will bother but I would maybe choose a vintage lace dress but I love the one that I chose it was yeah very it is gorgeous. And... Look it's gorgeous
1: you looks stunning it's such a lovely colour as well and I mm. think like champagne colour is quite a I don't know it always feels like a bit of a risk but yeah. then like against your skin tone it's so nice yeah I'm very pale, so white totally washed me
0: out yeah. <laughs> oh. and my um, bridesmaid dresses were not sustainable at all they were from H&M <laughs> yeah but could be worn again yeah the girl I've seen girls wear them again or lend them to friends for weddings yeah they were plain like turquoisey green mm-hmm. and my mum made little golden belts like beaded belts for the middle oh, of the dresses lovely. which actually yeah. sort of matched my dress unintentionally
1: though like beaded that's gold that's nice <laughs> that's a lovely idea because yeah you can totally like add bits to dresses to make them a yeah. bit more special can't you yeah my uh I'm just trying to think back I don't think I went into any I oh, know I did I went into one sort of secondhand well not secondhand but like we loved <laughs> bridal store i think i looked mostly in coventry and birmingham and warwick i'm so indecisive and i at the time had no idea what i wanted and someone had said to me that i would fall in love with the first dress i tried on oh really and um <laughs> i just remember going into this store with my friend and It was a lovely little store in Kenilworth and the lady was like, why don't we just get out three different styles, you try them on, and that will hopefully give you an idea of what you like and what you don't. So the first dress I tried on was this ginormous, like, poofy, Mm -hmm. huge skirt, beaded, diamantes everywhere dress. Oh, wow. And I came out and I was like, I look like a meringue. (laughs) I was like, I am not falling in love. This is not the dress. But... I mean, it was good because it gave me an idea of what kind of styles yeah. I liked and I didn't like. In the end, I got my dress from Proposals in Coventry and it uh, had a very simple skirt. It was it was quite a long train and plain white, silky satin skirt. Um, but the selling point was it had pockets, um, yeah. which was the best decision I ever made. <laughs> Having pockets Not in my husband, wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it had this um, really nice sort of, Um, sweetheart bodice, but with lace over the top. So it came up to my neck and then was just cut off at the sleeves, at the shoulders, sorry. And it, yeah, so that was covered in lace. And then it had like a silky waistband. And the band actually had a lot of beads and diamantes on. And I remember thinking, I like everything about this dress, except for that band. So oh. once I bought it, I took it home and I just took all the beads off. Oh really? And they weren't even central, this was like, they were slightly off centre, oh. which was a real book bear of mine, so I took them off and yes, it was perfect. So, yeah, it's not, you know, ethical or sustainable in any way. I think my, when I went into it, I was like, I want to get a dress for £300. Oh, wow. (laughs) And then when I was looking at dresses, I was like, maybe that's unrealistic. (laughs) (laughs) So I I can't remember how much I spent in the end, but it was a lot more than that. Yeah, I think my priority was price, Mm -hmm. finding Mm -hmm. something I liked. And I think I really struggled to find something I liked because a lot of dresses were, what's the word? I didn't have any straps strapless <laughs> um and I just don't suit strapless styles at all so like I had to look quite you know for quite a long time before I found right. something that came over my shoulders so yeah mm. that's my little story and my our dresses uh, bridesmaid dresses were from long, tall Sally, oh. um, wasn't intentional. We, I went with my bridesmaids to Birmingham. We, I dragged them around oh. <laughs> so many shops to find the right dress. I wanted something that was multicolored. I had Aww. like a specific idea in my head and I just couldn't find it. Um, and also three of my bridesmaids are quite tall and the others are quite short. So I wanted something that I could buy for everyone. But I've, I've seen my bridesmaids wear those dresses again, yeah. which I'm really oh, pleased about. Nice. So they weren't like your, you know, typical prom bridesmaid style. Yeah. They were more sort of floaty maxi dresses. So, yeah, that's my little story. But I I think at the time I was so unsure about my dress, but now I look back, I'm like, yes, I'm really pleased I went with that. Yeah. But oh. if I did it again, maybe I think I might even consider... Someone making one for me. Ooh, if yeah. I had the money. In an ideal world. Would you ever make one? Um, Probably not myself. I think when, at the time I was just graduating from uni. And I had this you know big idea that I'd do some of my own embroidery mm. in some way in the wedding. But it was just so unrealistic because I just didn't have the time. Yeah. I was graduating and like had so much work on. In the end I did a little piece for my hair. Which looking back I don't really like it right now. Mm. So I kind of wish I didn't but... <laughs> I'm probably just being really picky but yeah yeah, so I think if I had all the time and the money yes I'd probably embellish my own dress yeah probably wouldn't make it myself because I don't trust my skills but it's not gonna happen again (laughs) (laughs) for sure
0: (laughs) we've loved our wedding dress experience and it's for so many people such a wonderful happy experience however there are reasons that actually a wedding dress can be a bit unsustainable in fact there's reasons that weddings can be a bit unsustainable actually the whole wedding experience. It's estimated that for a wedding party, it can produce around. This is an average one. Can produce around sixty-two tons of carbon dioxide. Tons. Wow. Of carbon dioxide. So that's uh, the equivalent of burning sixty-five thousand pounds of coal. And so that's that's not just clothing. The, fa- the factors included in that are the food, normally for yeah. like a hundred plus guests, drinks, um the venue, the running of the venue, electricity, you've got your transport to and from the wedding. Some people yeah. buy fancy cars or more than one. You've got your lodging, accommodation, like if you book hotels, if you've got guests flying in from yeah. out of the country, um all the guests like travelling to the wedding. You've got then clothes for all the guests at the wedding, which are as we talk about all the time. Mm. Um a lot of people buy new clothes for weddings and that's that's a lot of carbon footprint. Um, you know, shipping, if you're sending invites across the country and all that kind of stuff uh, that can add up to a, yeah. a high carbon footprint for your wedding which again is something that we said that is shocking to us but we hadn't thought a lot no, about yeah. and obviously weddings completely vary and the larger your wedding, the higher the carbon footprint etc cetera, etc cetera. and people t- today are much more trying to be much more aware and trying to have green yeah. alternative weddings which is good so specifically wedding dresses shall we talk a bit more about maybe yeah. why the bad news about wedding dresses so actually Harper's Bazaar they did a piece about it's a it's a magazine and they did a piece about sustainable weddings and they said that and a wedding dress that you could argue is one of the most unsustainable purchases you could ever make because yes. you spend a lot of money on it it's an intricately made dress it takes a long time mm. to make often sometimes custom made and you wear it once once yeah <laughs> and then it probably remains in your wardrobe for the rest of its life yeah um I must confess that mine is still in my wardrobe. Yeah. I haven't done it. We'll talk about maybe what options to do with your wedding dress after the wedding. Mine is in definitely a in a box. So we are the guilty parties here <laughs> yeah. too. So we, this is not a podcast to criticise people. It's to help us learn as well. Yeah. What, what we can do better.
1: I mean, unless you're getting your dress made bespoke and you're choosing every element of it, mm-hmm. obviously you don't know... You're not being told, it's not like um, a normal clothing where you've got a label and it says made here yeah. with this amount of fabric percentage, you know. Um, but with a wedding dress, you don't have those kind of labels and you don't know where they've come from at all. But then also the fabrics, we obviously like to use silk, but more often now we use satin and different crepes and polyesters and cottons and things. So there's a lot more unknown, I think, with a yeah. wedding dress. And like you said, you, you only wear it once, and it gets fitted to your exact size. Yeah. And I've thought about, you know, selling my dress on, and I was quite petite <laughs> at, time of, at the time of my wedding, when I got my dress fitted, I had just, I think I'd just finished uni when I got my last fitting done. And then I moved home for three months, and I, you know, ate cake and, <laughs> you know wasn't you know malnourished anymore (laughs) and I remember trying on my dress like three weeks before the wedding and it didn't fit me and it's just because like I was so stressed and like tired from uni that I was like I'd lost a lot of weight Mm. and then coming back home living a normal life I put it on so like three weeks before the wedding I had to do a crash you know no snack diet (laughs) so that I could fit in my dress but I'm also quite short so it's altered yeah, I'm sure then. too.
0: Mine had a big whack taken off it.
1: Yeah. So. so now if someone else was to wear it, they'd have to be really petite and really short. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. there are lots of people out there who are, but they've also got to like the style of yeah. this dress. So, yeah, it is. there is that, I guess. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. <laughs> yeah, I think things to consider, as a
0: summary in case this is your first episode that you're listening to, mm. um, that we talk about with every piece of clothing, but also your wedding dress, things to consider is who made that piece of clothing so in yeah. all the other episodes we talked about how actually many many garment workers in the fashion industry are treated incredibly unfairly a lot of the clothes that we wear especially from the high street stores are made by essentially people in slavery or in a very impoverished condition yeah. because they're not being paid well so that's a big factor to think about but as we've said wedding dresses can often you, you might know where they're made from they might be custom made by a designer that you're working with or something yeah. so that's Something to think about, the other the other thing to think about in clothing is fabrics they're made from. Are the fabrics unsustainable? Are they plastic? Are they going to pollute our waters? Yeah. We have a whole episode about that if you want to learn one. Yeah. <laughs> um, things like carbon footprint is your piece of clothing being shipped from across the world. Will that have an impact on it? And what will happen at the end of its life? So often that's to do with the fabric as well. Is it biodegradable? Yeah. Is it not? Will it take 500 years to mm. decompose in landfill and release toxins into the atmosphere? are you gonna wear it again yeah you're gonna wear it again so those are things to consider with any piece mm. of clothing and also with your wedding dress if that's what you want to yeah. think about but there are loads of options Shall i run through i have a list of options about what wedding dresses that you can get yeah I, go for it I them? so you can buy new you can go into a wedding dress shop and some of those have several of the same dresses so loads of women can have the same wedding dress from a bridal shop, designers make batches of dresses every season, and mm. you can buy one of those. You can have a custom-made dress, so I know some women who've done that. They've gone to a special yeah. bridal shop. Actually, I know a lot of people who do that, and they kind of get it custom-made to what they want. They want a certain yeah. shape of skirt and top. You can get a second-hand dress, so there's like I did. So you can get those from all kinds of places. There's places that specifically do. We'll talk about shops in a minute, but specifically do second-hand dresses. There's even charity shops. I know Oxfam have an initiative yeah, where you, used, you can book. They? Yeah, they do, do It's like a special wedding dress fitting you can book and they have wedding dress, second-hand wedding dresses on sale. You can do vintage or upcycled. You can rent a wedding dress. You can look for designers who have made... There's companies who make wedding dresses from deadstock fabric, which is yeah. fabric that's not been used anymore or would otherwise go to landfill, which is great. You can look for dresses that are made from like fair trade materials, recycled materials, biodegradable materials... Or locally made, ethically produced. You can get weddings from like charity initiatives, which I'll talk about. I found some good yeah. examples of that, um, or eco-friendly initiatives. So there's all kinds of options, and I think the because it's so overwhelming, and your wedding is so overwhelming, go with what is the most important to you. So if yeah. if it's really really important that your clothes are made by, you know that they're being fairly made, make sure that that's that's what you're looking for. If you really want to make sure it's the most green, eco-friendly material go you know look for something there will be options out there yeah and as we always say the clothes that are most sustainable and the most ethical are the ones that already exist and it's unsustainable to produce a lot more so if that's something that's if that's what you want to focus
1: on then get secondhand or rent dress yeah. a friend of mine um one of my bridesmaids actually when she got married she got she got her dress from a wedding dress shop okay um but it came in two parts so it was like a silk slip um, which was lovely. And then it had this lace top that went over the slip. Oh, yeah. And she actually wears the lace top oh, again now, nice. which is a really good idea. Yeah. So if you can, like, get, you know, a two-part dress or, like, you know, a skirt and a top or something, then you could actually consider, you know, can I wear this again? And, yeah, it looks lovely. Oh, she nice. also wore docks and a leather jacket. It was, like, oh, the coolest that. weather at, at wedding ever. That's So, cool. yeah, really nice. On a, on the note of... um finding out where your wedding dresses come from is quite hard I know especially in the bridal shops the regular bridal shops that we have quite often they don't state who designed the dress to begin with or where the dress has come from because mm-hmm. they have a big obviously fear that you can just google it and buy right. it online okay so that's why they so often don't have any labels in their dresses every dress is like got a designer name or it's the name of a woman or, or something like that so some of these women designers are based in the UK some of them are based in other countries but quite often for sort of like standard wedding dresses they're not obviously made in the UK they're made abroad um and that's quite hard to find out mm. you know where they're made right if the company aren't you know stating mm-hmm. who they're made by and they're not just going to be buying dresses from the same people as well they're going to yeah. be getting their dresses from here, there, and everywhere. So that's, I think, what makes getting standard wedding dresses in not standard, but you know, wedding dresses in the standard mm-hmm. um, wedding bridal shops. That's what makes it quite difficult in right. terms of a sustainable standpoint because it's so hard to find out where they have actually come yeah. from. Um, so that that is something to think about, I guess. Um, you can always ask the shop. They might know. They might be willing to tell you. Um, especially if more and more people ask, then hopefully they'll get the picture that it's still important for us to know you know that these dresses have been made with good labour and good materials so food for thought. So we did a bit of research about where you could buy a wedding dress that is maybe a bit more of a
0: sustainable option than buying new or from if you don't know where it's been made. Should we chop and change? Should we take it in turns to get some options?
1: Yeah so I've got a few that are um, like handmade wedding dresses in the UK. Oh yeah. I think within my industry I've follow on friends with a lot of costume designers and quite often they branch out into wedding dresses and things like that so there's a lovely lady called charlotte wilden um, and she has a company called wilden london and she makes bespoke wedding dresses mm-hmm. which are stunning um, so that is an option if you want something really specific yeah. and you're you know not sure you can go to you know these um dressmakers and get your own bespoke dressmaid also I, we've mentioned Hannah Pearson before who's Adam's cousin she made her own wedding dress and I think all of her bridesmaid dresses potentially oh, wow. um but she also has her own bespoke um wedding dress service I think still she might have branched out into baby clothes because we mentioned okay, her yeah, in the yeah, maternity right. wear we can so cut if she doesn't <laughs> yeah so I don't know if she's still doing it so the other one I found when I was searching online was Indie Bride oh I saw them too also yeah, based yeah. in London Um, And they make bespoke wedding dresses as well. And the nice thing about them is they specifically only use um, Um, eco-materials. They do state that some of their materials are made in China, Mm -hmm. Germany and France, but also in the UK. And they also use the offcuts for accessories and things. So that's quite a nice thing, really. So yeah, Um, so they're bespoke wedding dresses. Obviously, you can go second hand, which I think we've got. A few second-hand places to well we call yeah. it pre-loved. I think that's I think a nice wedding, way of yeah, saying it. <laughs> wedding
0: industry they say pre-loved,
1: didn't they? Yeah.
0: One um a great place that is definitely an affordable option. It has a whole range of prices. Is Etsy.
1: Yeah. And I know brides course, who've bought yeah. their
0: dresses on Etsy. So there's a whole range of options there. A lot of um more local or smaller wedding dress makers have shops on Etsy. Yeah. And a lot of the time you can customize the dress. It can sort of be whatever color you want or particular materials that you want there's a lot of vintage dresses on there or upcycled so yeah. people have um you know restored old dresses or changed them a bit uh, so there's all kinds of options and not only wedding dresses but like bridesmaid clothes or accessories and yeah. shoes if you know that you want it to be handmade and not made in a factory who, where you don't know the yeah. ethics of the labor that can be a really good option and definitely it can be an affordable option and i've i've heard people you know as we said at the start, a lot of people want the experience of trying the dress on in person and and going to the store and having yeah. that experience, which we absolutely understand. So I think, yeah, as we said, a good option could be definitely try on what you want. Try on, go to places, wedding dress shops are used to, they probably don't want to send this. yeah, <laughs> um, But I, they're used to women not making a decision at the time, going away and thinking about it. But if you need to try on things and see what suits you, yeah, exactly. especially your first time, no one's really expecting you to buy a dress the first time round. Um, see what suits you and then if you want to buy from Etsy then you'll know what kind of styles yeah. fit and what
1: colours work you're and like all for, that yeah. kind of stuff yeah and I guess as well you like I did like took I took beads and glitter off my dress you can add to your dress yeah. as well so if you find a dress that's you know, it suits you and it's what you're looking for, but it's also a bit plain, then you can always add to it. And you don't have to do it if you don't think you've got the skills, but you can call me (laughs) or someone else. You know, there's lots of dressmakers out there who are used to doing embellishments and Mm -hmm. adding beads or like a bit of glitter somewhere or things like that. So that's, and that's not hard to do. Like, Mm -hmm. like I've done that before for commissions where I've added stuff to wedding dresses and stuff. So That is another option, and that makes it more personal as well, like unique to you. So that, yeah, definitely an idea. Did you come across um? So there's this charity initiative called Brides Do Good.
0: Did you see them? Oh no, I
1: haven't actually.
0: I had never heard of them before until I researched for this episode, and they do some great work. It's a you can buy your wedding dress there. It's a wedding dress company, but they they're raising money or an awareness of child marriage, and they want to end child marriage. Yeah. because that can be, you can go to their website and read more about the issue about, um, why there's certain scenarios in certain countries that young children are forced into yeah. marriages they don't want to be in, and that, and that kind of thing, and why that's an issue, um, and so for every three pounds they make on a wedding dress, they donate one pound, to the charity, oh, to charities that end who end and fight for the end of child marriage, and they work with a range of designers to they've got created custom sustainable gowns from like mm. sustainable materials and stuff you can read their website they've got a lot of information about it but they also have secondhand dresses there um so you can choose to, you can donate your wedding dress if you want to to this charity amazing and and if you're a bride who is wants to think about the sustainability of your gown you can buy your dress there and it's not um they have it marked at 70 percent off the original retail price oh, Wow. so it's so it's really affordable and they show you what the original price is yeah and it's in a much more affordable budget. But also you're donating to a really good yeah, cause if you're working with them. And they're London based. Um, so I think maybe you can go to their store and try on stuff. But they have you that's can great, shop yeah. online as well and see their dresses. And they're beautiful dresses. And so they are Brides Do Good. So that's like a That's a really
1: great initiative actually.
0: Yeah, I'd never heard of anything like that before, but um in yeah. you know, a lot of the articles I was reading a lot of people were raving about what they do and
1: Yeah. Another one we've talked about briefly before we started this podcast is Bridal Reloved. Mm. And we've actually got a store here in Coventry, but I think they're a chain and they've got stores across the UK. Um, So you can not only buy a dress from there, which is secondhand or Reloved, but you can also donate your dress or sell your dress essentially to that Mm -hmm. store. And they do bridesmaid dresses as well. Um, I I don't think I knew about it when I don't know if it was there when I was looking, but right. I've definitely like looked into maybe should I donate my dress. Yeah. I mean so I'm under like a catch twenty two point where I'm like, do I, don't I, do yeah. I? I don't know if I want to give it up, but at the same time it's sitting in a box. Yeah. So I'm not sure I may donate my dress. Who knows? I, I tried on dresses there when I
0: was looking, mm. when I did my day in coventry and um it's a, what's nice about it is that you can you can get a second-hand dress if you want a more sustainable option or if you want a more budget-friendly option but you still get the experience of yeah. it's a it's just like a real traditional wedding dress shop you get the experience of going in bringing your friends sitting down in the nice couch yeah you know trying on in the dressing room and they're really well the one that we went into they're really personable and really friendly and easy to work with
1: um so you get that nice experience yeah. with a second-hand dress which is which is good, I think, and it's such a good idea because, it's like, are you are you gonna wear it again? No, yeah. I know. Um, I don't know if we should talk about end of life of dresses, but yeah, why not? I, f- I know a friend of uh, an old friend of mine who. Um, Every year on her anniversary, mm-hmm. she'd put her dress on and take a picture. Oh, wow. And even through, like, when she had kids, she took oh, it. And it didn't obviously fit at some points. Yeah. But it's a nice idea of, yeah. a, you know, something to do with your wedding dress. Um, and we've
0: just seen that recently, Princess Beatrice wore... Yeah. Um, we live here in the UK. I'm sure we've got... Well, all over the world, you read about the royal family. <laughs> um, she wore an old dress that the Queen used to wear. Yeah. And she customised it and added some sleeves and I think it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, really um, stunning. And that's a lovely one. And why not? It. And as well, like, the Queen's got loads of dresses, right? And yeah. they're probably in pristine conditions. So <laughs> yeah. Well, I not shoved in a box like mine. <laughs> yeah. So there are lots of options for
0: end, the end of life of your dress. Yeah. So you can keep it in your wardrobe forever, which is probably the least
1: sustainable yeah. option. <laughs> you can, you can sell it. There's all kinds, like you can sell yeah. it on eBay or it up and make it into something. I know yeah. some people who well in the past I don't know if it's a thing anymore but they used to make um, christening gowns out of okay wedding dresses so you have your wedding dress and then you' mm. if you christen your child you can make them a little christening gown. Yeah um, there's actually a lot of charity initiatives so you can donate to places
0: like Oxfam who brides will then go into and buy the dress but the money is going to the charity. Uh, but there's also there's other charities like that like the one that we've mentioned. you can donate to brides do good. One cool option is that you can hire out your wedding dress, which oh, is something yeah. I'm thinking about. So something you can do is you can hire out your dress. There's a certain sites. So there's um a place called Our Closet where you can rent out your dresses. Okay. But there's loads of them if you Google rent out your dress, or if you want to hire a wedding dress, that's another really sustainable mm. option, um because you're not buying a new item of clothing, you're not wearing something only once, and then it saves it ultimately saves a lot of people buying one item one time. And yeah. all this one item going to landfill and only being worn once, it means that it can be reused over and over again and it's, that makes it much more sustainable. So you can hire wedding dresses. There's a few places. There's Girl Meets Dress is one. There's Our Closet. There's If you have a look about hiring wedding dresses, there's loads of yeah. actually really good options. And some of them are designer dresses Amazing. that you can get for like a tenth of the price that you would cost. Maybe even more, you can rent them for around 100 to 150 pounds. Ah. And that's then, great like a beautiful designer dress so you can have your dream designer yeah and you just need to rent it for a week great that's such a good yeah, idea they're, they're great options the other thing is that it's not just brides who can hire dresses if you are a guest at a wedding
1: yeah.
0: um or if you're a bridesmaid mother of the bride uh, mother of the bride yeah. and you want a fancier dress than you normally would go for Again, hiring a dress or an or an outfit yeah. is a really good option. And actually, men have been doing that for a long time. Yeah, they have. They, they hire suits all the time. We haven't touched on suits yet, but I've got some notes. I've not even thought about, about that. It's much more common for the groomsmen to hire their suits, like suit, yeah, because they're so expensive and
1: they're only going to wear it once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. It's great. I
0: think we as women should do it more. Yeah. I think we can be... It's it It's tricky when you want to be really sentimental about your wedding dress. And I feel less sentimental about my wedding dress. Yeah. That's why it's hard for me to sell it on. Same. So we can understand if you want to own your dress. We totally understand. But
1: it, is, it could be a really good option. It is a good option. Definitely. And as well, yeah, like you said, not just for brides, but for mm-hmm. the guests at the wedding. Yeah. And I'm thinking as well, like, kids, when you have, like, flower girls yeah. and things... And obviously, they're not going to fit in their dress for that much longer, even if they do keep it. So yeah, that I don't know if they do kids' clothes, but that's a good idea mm. um, as well. There are some options for men
0: if you want to dress more sustainably mm. in a if you want to have a more sustainable wedding suit. So renting is a great option. That's, yeah, definitely. If you're not going to wear it again, there are a few places like I looked up Yardsman rental suits, and they okay. are like quite fancy, cool, vintage looking yeah. ones. Uh, but there are loads of places, probably in every town there's a... Yeah, suit definitely, shop yeah, I'm sure.
1: I remember there was one at the bottom of our hill growing up. Oh, yeah. Like, just rent rent a suit, it was quite popular. It's, yeah, it's a really normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then
0: you can have all the, the groomsmen in the same colours and stuff. And yeah. You can all match things together. If you do want to buy new, I think a good option to be a bit more sustainable is choose something that you know you're going to wear again, wear again and again. Yeah maybe get it custom fitted or tailored to your size so that you know that you can wear at other weddings or other events yeah. and you're going to get the most use out of it as possible if you're concerned about the environment and stuff we would recommend you look for things that are like fair trade materials hmm. you can have like certified um organic cotton all that kind of thing you want to be asking those questions the same with any other clothes you want to buy yeah ask those questions you can actually Rent out ties and things as well. There's like vintage stores. There's a vintage store called Rocket, um, R O K I T for okay. guys, and they have loads of vintage clothes you can buy. But they have a whole section on ties and bow ties, oh, like cool, cool. vintage ties bow ties. Yeah. So you could
1: get you could get like a second hand piece or a cool vintage yeah. one if you wanted to. I you
0: know, know Adam
1: when we got married. Um, our good friends were getting married two weeks after us mm-hmm. and Adam was Luke's best man and Luke was Adam's best man and they just arranged that they'd buy the same suit so oh, that they could wear it for each wedding yeah. um so they did that and it was like a grey suit so he, he's worn it you know for various other weddings and mm-hmm. I don't know about you but Adam is a musician and so is John your yeah. husband so they he's worn his suit you know he wore it to death and the shoes as well because he was wearing it to gigs yeah. and for wedding gigs and things so yeah. I think, yeah, it's a lot easier to get, you know, more uses out of a suit than mm-hmm. it is out of a wedding dress. And I like white shirts and stuff. You just It's a white shirt you don't yeah. have to have. If you're going for a white shirt, that is. Um, so it's still stuff you can wear again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but again with the bridesmaid dresses, I may, I know when I was picking our bridesmaid dresses, I wanted something that people would wear again. Yeah. Or could potentially if they liked it. Because... I did think there's no point in them having this dress that they're only going to wear once. I don't know why I didn't mm-hmm. think of that for myself, but mm-hmm. <laughs> there is that thought. So definitely, you know, then there's lots of stores that do nice, you know, bridesmaid style dresses yeah. that aren't specifically bridesmaid dresses um, that you can find. So definitely yeah. think about the end of life. Think about, are we going to wear this again? Or could they mm-hmm. potentially sell it or alter it or whatever? Yeah. So,
0: and a lot of people are doing that for bridesmaids they make the bridesmaids all wear the same colour but different styles yeah which is nice because then they can choose if the individual bridesmaid wants different style it's nice but also you're more likely to get a sustainable option if it's not exactly the same
1: yeah which is a good idea it's a really good idea yeah and it looks nice as well it's nice to have that sort of variation so yeah mm-hmm. definitely another option which i briefly mentioned but haven't given you
0: any examples of is vintage dress shopping yes so vintage dresses are dresses that are have maybe been worn up to a hundred years ago and stuff and they are sustainable because they already exist we're not putting mm. new materials into the world um to decompose we're using what's already in existence which is why it's a sustainable option but also it's a beautiful option people love to yeah. wear vintage dresses and often people find old lace and restore it luckily when i when i was engaged and i lived in london there was loads of options in london I went to loads of vintage stores and there's yeah. a lot of options. But if you Google, you know, in your city, vintage stores, there's definitely going to be some and you can go and try them on. And often the nice thing about that is they do have to be custom made to you so you can get a very unique experience yeah. and a unique dress because because it's vintage, it'll need to be tailored and, and resized or restructured or maybe mm. given a bit of a modern twist. And it was such a lovely experience when I did it because they, they often... know they can have a different underskirt and a totally different dress on top like lace on top and stuff um so i got options there's a few options across the uk so there's um one of the biggest collections of curated vintage dresses in the uk is called heartfelt vintage it's in bristol so you can go into their shop you can look online yeah Uh, but there's loads of them I went to visit the Jane Warfuss shop in Notting Hill, which is like a really famous vintage shop. Yeah, And she restores like vintage lace. And if you look on Pinterest, I mean, so many people are obsessed with their dresses. They are beautiful. And I went to visit because I'd seen her dresses on Pinterest and was obsessed with them. But they were a bit out of my price range at the time. But if you have a, a slightly bigger budget and you want a custom vintage dress just has have a look in your area yeah they are
1: gorgeous options and a bit more sustainable and I guess it's just about putting the time in you know mm-hmm. it, you are going to have to look for a bit longer maybe until you find the one that you like but it's yeah just putting that time in because once you do find the one then you know that makes it all yeah. worthwhile yeah. and as well with like if you're getting your if you decide to go down the route of getting your dress um, made for you you do just have to consider the fact that it will take a good amount of time to make that dress usually they estimate about six months yeah so just to give you an idea if that's something you're thinking of but yeah i mean there there's another brand called linda thomas eco design and she does upcycled clothing um and mostly you know wedding dress or bridal dresses so like um bridesmaid dresses and things but yeah there's options there as well if you find dress that you like but you're not really sure again we've said this before you can upcycle it or have something added to it to make it Mm -hmm. just unique for you wow cool I think we've I know that you had some thoughts on lace and the materials the dresses are made from that's something I don't know about yeah so I think I mean I, I was kind of thinking about this because when I had my experience of getting a wedding dress I remember going into one shop and just being really confused about like what the fabrics were and like why they were significant Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff and the lady who was running the shop kept saying about this one dress that was made from Italian lace and American lace and and it's just like really emphasizing the fact that it was really really valuable and I I know it probably was I mean it was beautiful it was lovely stuff Mm -hmm. but in my kind of knowledge of lace and fabric and being an embroiderer and having like learned about all this kind of stuff I just felt a bit I don't know they were pushing something on me that was sounded great but actually wasn't right really you didn't know what it meant what yeah. that what that meant and yeah. and I think if you're looking at lace in particular um, all lace is often named after where it was originally created so you have like I don't know English lace Belfast yeah. lace or you know it's named after specific towns mm-hmm. um, in, in the past it used to be made by hand And there's two different types of lace. There's bobbin lace and there's needle lace. So they're like the traditional lace we think of like floral patterns with holes in. That's mostly bobbin lace. And I can only describe it like it's a really elaborate braid. That's how they make it. They like pin threads onto a board and... They like braid them in certain patterns Mm -hmm. and it takes hours and hours and hours and hours hours, like to make this lace, it's insane. But they used to make it in the past um, this way Um, and just like just so many hours. It used to be really expensive because Mm -hmm. obviously of the time it took. And that's why you get like pictures of like queens and things from the past like adorned with lace because it was like a status of their wealth. Yeah. But um in the 1900s um someone invented a machine that could make lace and ever since most lace has been made by like this big machine and before I think it was often made with linen or silk whereas predominantly now I think it's cotton that lace is made from maybe even polyester. Often like with embroidery I'm kind of like obviously leaning towards hand embroidery over machine embroidery because I personally think you can get <laughs> a better quality and a finish but when we look at lace there, I mean, a proper lace maker might dispute this, but I think there's not much difference between handmade lace and machine, well, there can be not much difference between handmade lace and machine-made lace because the machine can get a very similar quality to what you can do by hand. So I don't know, I just kind of went on this rabbit warren of like Mm. researching different types of lace and actually, you know, machine-made lace can be beautiful and can be just as luxurious as handmade Providing that the people who make it or the people that are running the machinery are paid well. Because as we've said before, there is no beauty in the finest cloth if it has been made with hunger and unhappiness. Mm. It's hard when you go into a wedding dress shop sometimes because obviously they're selling luxury. And they want to sell that to you and really emphasise the fact that this is a really luxurious thing. Mm -hmm. But just, you know, stand your ground and make sure you think, okay, but what is real luxury? What is real beauty? What do I want to see? in my dress what would make this beautiful is it the fact that it sounds prestigious sounds luxurious or is it the fact that it has been made you know in a way that is ethical and fair yeah um so that's just something to think about but yeah you can get you can make lace through embroidery as well there's needle lace which is a big type of embroidery and if anyone wants me to do some needle lace on their wedding dress just a little plug for my business (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it is something that can be done and it can look really nice So yeah, that's a little thing about lace. Yeah, great. We've covered loads today. Is there anything else? Any other topics Um, that you
0: want to chat about wedding-wise?
1: I guess we could talk a little bit about just the other side of weddings that isn't just the fashion. It's the whole day, isn't it? Yeah. And it is one day and it is a big blowout. One big party. Well, mine was anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And, And that in itself, you know, it's really fun to do. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be doing that, but it can be incredibly unsustainable and like you were saying about the carbon footprint yeah. you know there are ways that we can make our wedding day better for the environment better for the people involved yeah. and I guess a few ways of that is just you know really considering what you're asking of people but also what you're bringing to the day yeah like exactly what you're saying a lot of people wear come to your wedding and you
0: might have up to 100 guests or more mm. and maybe a lot of percentage of those people are buying a new piece of clothing for your wedding. Yeah. And I think we would both, if we were to redo our weddings or go back in time, with the knowledge that we have now, I I think I would I would really want to tell people not to wear new clothes, don't buy new clothes. In my in my group of friends, we always borrow we always have one friend who we borrow dresses from for a wedding. We always borrow clothes from each other to go to a wedding in. And that's a great way to do it. That's such a sustainable way it is yeah definitely use things that already exist and um if if that's something you're thinking about maybe tell your guests that yeah you know put it on your invitations not to buy a new dress or a new suit for the wedding just borrow something or buy it secondhand or wear what they've already got I think people are people photograph weddings so much and I think there's a stigma around being photographed or seeing on Instagram the same thing thing several times I have one dress that I wear at all the weddings. (laughs) Yeah, same. Um, The planet is more important than our pride. Exactly. I am happy to not buy a new piece of clothing that's going to ruin the world if if I'm photographed in it twice. It doesn't bother me. Something to consider.
1: And also there's, I don't know, there's probably ways in which you can recycle a lot of the things that you use in your wedding. I don't know, just thinking about ways to which you can make the day a little bit more thought through, a little bit more, am I just doing single-use bringing in single-use items for this one day or am I consciously thinking about how everything is going to be disposed of how everything is kind of like going to move on from this day so I'm thinking in particular about like decorations or furnishings even like I remember when we were looking around at the venue that we were going to for our reception Mm. they said we could have chair covers on our chairs right um and like fabric napkins and things and they were really really expensive but we were like we're not gonna buy them because yeah. I mean to be fair they were probably rented so they probably did you reuse them but I was just like it's an expense that we don't need like mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. don't need to add fabric that I'm no longer gonna use again after that yeah. there's absolutely no point and yeah things like like food as well if there's a way that your guests can like take home mm-hmm. cake and things at the end. We oh, have yeah. so much cake don't at waste our wedding. Food. But yeah, I mean this is kind of stuff that I think people do think about because it yeah. is an expense and I think, you know, people are already on that. Especially if you're you don't have a lot of money to spend on a wedding. I've known loads of friends who've like shared decorations so there's like oh that's great yeah the I had a lot of friends who did like candles in jars for the mm-hmm. weddings so or like fairy yeah. lights in jars and like we just had like this giant jar collection and yeah. friends would like pass on to each other yeah and they'd um you know decorate the rooms in that kind of way so there are ways you can do it obviously you have to think carefully about it and there is a lot to organize but hopefully, some of these tips will just help you a little bit yeah. along the way. Yeah, because yeah, it is a special day, and you do want it to. You don't want it to be a day that you, you know, feel bad about because mm-hmm. of certain things. So as we've said the whole time, make it special, but make it sustainable. And
0: yeah, you know, you want to look back and be happy with choices, not just because it looks good, but because it's left as little impact on the planet as possible and you've still celebrated love in your relationship and yeah. and um, at the
1: end of the day that is what it's about yeah. and you might not be deciding to have a big fancy wedding you might be just deciding to literally just get married yeah and that in itself is beautiful so yeah. you know we're specifically looking at weddings as in the general traditional English what people in the UK tend mm-hmm. to do for a wedding but obviously that's not what everyone there obviously are options you don't have to have a big blowout yeah.
0: So if you are getting married this year, enjoy your wedding, enjoy the experience. I hope it's not too stressful. Karis, would you plan a wedding again? Would you enjoy that experience?
1: <laughs> no. No, I
0: wouldn't. I'm glad no. that my wedding is. I loved my wedding and I love my marriage and my husband, but I don't want to plan a wedding ever no. again. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I do. My heart does go out for everyone who's planned and planned and then have just had their weddings oh, no. cancelled or postponed. It's heartbreaking. Uh, we are really thinking of you. It's not nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is, it is overwhelming, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I was lucky in the fact that Adam planned a lot of it because I was oh, so busy nice. doing my third year. I was like, I can't do both at the same time. Yeah. He did help out a lot, so.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, congratulations, newly engaged couples, yes. for listening
1: and um, enjoy the experience. Yeah, or if you're not, you know, engaged, but maybe that's something you hope for the future. Yeah, we really hope that we can have helped you in some way. And to create a more ethical or sustainable wedding um, for you and your family. So, yeah. And if this is the first episode you have listened to,
0: because maybe you're getting married and you want to know more about why we're talking about sustainable fashion, or maybe we've said some phrases that don't make sense right now, um, I think it, we explain it a lot more in some of our other podcasts and some of our earlier podcasts mm-hmm. about why fashion and why clothing can be really bad for the environment. So go back, have a listen to those, and maybe it'll make a bit more sense. Yeah. Follow
1: yeah. us on Instagram at sleeves, or send us an email if you like. Yeah uh, we do have an email address. Contact hearts at gmail.com. So and we'd love to hear from you.
0: We will leave all the resources that we spoke about today, a whole list of wedding dress sites or suit sites and stuff that we've come across, we'll leave them in the description of the podcast so you can easily find Great resource of places to look at. Cool. See you soon. Bye. Bye.